raids over the border in Texas and on Capitol Hill. In Texas, it's a standoff over razor wire. U.S. Border Patrol wants the razor wire down. The government of Texas wants to keep it up. Today, as you can see, that wire is still up, despite Monday's U.S. Supreme Court ruling allowing the Biden administration to cut it down. On Capitol Hill, frustrations erupted yesterday in a Senate Republican lunch. Senators came out describing the back and forth as nasty as they were debating best policies to move forward with compromise legislation they've been working on with Democrats. CNN's Manu Raju is live on Capitol Hill. And Manu, some of the Republicans were openly questioning Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's strategy to move forward with the legislation. Uh, was there any resolution to this disagreement? Well, actually, right now, behind closed doors, Senate Republicans are meeting to try to figure out whether or not there is any way forward. But things have gotten incredibly tense. Divisions over strategy, over moving forward with any sort of compromise deal on immigration, as well as also sharp divisions about Ukraine funding. Remember, this is all tied together. Republicans have insisted that if they move forward with any new aid to Ukraine, which is calling for aid immediately, that there must be a deal on the border, something to their satisfaction. But there is no agreement on either, leaving deep divisions within the ranks, some demanding that the trio of senators trying to cut a deal on immigration release more information about those talks, and others openly questioning the Senate Republican leader and his handling of all of this. I don't know anything about what they're doing. I mean, I, uh, one of the gentlemen under the interstate living in a refrigerator box knows more about it than I do. What do you think of his handling of the Ukraine and immigration talks? No, McConnell. it's disastrous, clearly. Total. I mean, just look, it's a, it's a total shambles. It's a total disaster. I mean, it's totally disastrous. It's embarrassing. This bill represents Senate Republican leadership waging war on House Republican leadership. Biden has failed. We are here. We've been elected. We have election certificates. When you have an opportunity to make this country safer, you take it and you don't play politics. And that last comment coming from Senator Tom Tillis, who's very much in favor of these bipartisan talks. But the Republicans are facing pressure from their likely Republican nominee, Donald Trump, who has come out in opposition to any sort of bipartisan deal on immigration that is not a, quote, perfect deal or is not, quote, everything that they want that they want. He said that they should re they should reject it if it is not to the exactly to their liking. And that does have influence within the ranks, particularly among on the fence Republicans, some of whom say, let's just wait until the new year. Some of them said are privately saying, let's not give De Joe Biden a campaign win on a central issue involving immigration that is dominating and animating voters along the campaign trail, all of which is making things much more difficult, particularly among Republicans, to decide whether it's right the right time to come cut a deal or whether they should punt on this issue until next Congress, Jake. Manu, um, if the Senate reaches some sort of deal, the big question is not if House Republicans will scramble to support it, they won't, but whether or not Speaker Johnson will even allow a vote on the legislation. Um, what's your take as of now? Yeah, it's really unclear, Jake, because Johnson has not been involved in these negotiations. He has been briefed on them, but he is not a central player. As he's told you, he's told me, and he's told others, he's essentially throwing cold water on these talks, uncertain about whether he'll embrace it in large part, not just because of Donald Trump's opposition, but because there are many Republicans in his conference who either don't support aid to Ukraine or simply do not believe that there should be any sort of compromise 
Hawaii's deal, which is raising a lot of concerns among Senate Republicans who say, why vote on anything now if it has no chance in the Republican-led House? And if the Republican-led House changes the bill dramatically, then that could upset the balance with the White House or Democrats in the Senate, which just shows you how difficult it is to get anything done in an election year, particularly when it comes to immigration. Yeah, although, to be honest, Republicans have the White House and the House and the Senate. They didn't do anything about it then either. Uh, Mani Raji, thanks so much. said that. I mean, do you think she has or wants a political future? Does it make sense for her to go to her home state when the odds are and the polls would suggest it's so unlikely she's going to do anything but get shellacked in the state where she made her name and reputation as the youngest governor ever? Yeah, I think she put herself in a terrible position when she said that she would support Donald Trump even if he was uh, convicted of a felony. I think she lost any kind of credibility in this race. Um, You know, this, in a way, is a lot about 28, not anything else. But Nikki Haley's not going to win a 28 race as the person who lost her home state against Donald Trump. So... You know, I, I think it probably feels good for them to start out with eight, nine people in the race, and she's the only one standing. But what does that really get her? I don't see that it gets her much. I think the smarter move in a political sense is what Ron DeSantis did. Um, Nikki Haley wants the clock to go back to what the Republican Party used to be. But the Republican Party that used to be wouldn't have nominated or elected Donald Trump. So it's a fantasy. And there's so many donors who are responding to that. Oh, if only we could turn the clock back and Nikki Haley would be this person who can get up there and she knows which fork to pick up and she's not going to embarrass us. And she doesn't go out in public and talk about dating her daughter like Donald Trump. But that party's not there. And uh, Trump owns his party in every sense of the word. He's winning because he's giving Republican voters most of what they want. And that's just an impossible situation for Nikki Haley. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 24 January, year of our Lord, 2024. Momentarily, we're going to go down uh, to uh, Texas. Uh, Ken Paxson's there to talk about Abbott's uh, shot across the bow of Biden this afternoon. It's getting hot down Texas. I think the Supreme Court decision yesterday just threw gasoline on this. I want to go first, though, to Nancy Mace, congressman from South Carolina. First, before we get to the politics of all this, let's go to the immigration part of it. Congressman Mace. You saw the results out of New Hampshire at the exit polls, even in New Hampshire, immigration's number one issue with the economy and the inflation. Uh, what are you hearing from your constituents, particularly about the Senate bill? What they're having fistfights now over in the luncheon room, you know, the very staid Senate, they're screaming at each other because you nobody's been cutting on the deal yet about what's actually been yeah. happening. So, so well, give us, a sham. tell us, it's a tell us, give us a perspective of the House. 
Yeah, well, the economy and inflation is all – well, it's a sham because they want to go from 10000 a day at the southern border, you know, give amnesty to $5,000, 5,000 people a day, illegal aliens a day. That's what Republicans are trying to do in the Senate, and that is a non-starter in the House. This will be the number one issue this year. You're even seeing Democrats in New York and Chicago rebuke Joe Biden with uh, his policies of a wide open border. And every town has become a border town, even in South Carolina. We're seeing our police arrest MS-13 gang members. We're seeing human trafficking, sex trafficking, overdoses of fentanyl daily. This is all across the country, and it's affecting everybody, and it's affecting our economy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to strain the healthcare system, our education system. These people are coming here illegally. They want a free ride, and Democrats want to give them the right to vote on top of everything else, and it is a non-starter for the vast majority of Americans. Has has this topic, this invasion of the southern border, has this united, because you're in a purple district, has this united the people mm-hmm. in your district to say, Congressman Mace, we want you to find a solution to this, but stop, this is madness? Right. This is an issue that Republicans, Democrats, independents all agree on. It has to end. And that's why you're seeing the their pushback in, in big sanctuary cities that, you know, wanted to welcome these people years ago. Now that they have them, they want them out of their towns and their cities, which I find hysterical because they're the ones that started this mess. Biden created this crisis. He's perpetuating the crisis. And it's up to us to grow a spine and fix this crisis. Congressman, if if it's uniting your district behind you and you're pretty hardcore mm-hmm. in this, how is it, riddle me this, how is it a Republican Senate is actually negotiating this bill right now, ma'am, with the terms you just laid out? Well, it's insane to me. We had a chance in the House just last week with the CR, the continuing resolution. We had conservatives that were willing to temporarily do a CR if they attached H.R. 2. This is where we should draw a line in the sand, a giant red line on the border, on the wall, on immigration. Um, This is where we can win resoundingly. And it's members of our own party that killed any sort of deal that would have allowed us to attach H.R. 2 to a spending measure. And so members of our own party um, are, are the ones that are killing any sort of opportunity to fix the border issue. This Congress, it's insane what I've seen happening behind closed doors. Look, you're in a purple district. You've got to fight to get independent votes, right? Or even mm-hmm. Democrats that, that, that lean MAGA. <laughs> Explain to me the mentality of the people in the House that won't attach uh, closing the border, either shut the, close the border or shut the government, that won't attach that. What, what is their mentality when you come from one of the toughest districts to win? Yeah, no, it's that old sort of bushy Republican, establishment Republican sort of uh, thing that's that's DOA these days. I mean, our party is changing. Our party is different. Our party's leader wants to see change. Donald Trump was really strong on the border. You saw in Biden's first day in office. By the time the sun set, he had re- he had rebuked everything that Donald Trump, good Donald Trump, had done at the border. Just killed it all. And we're seeing what happened in three years. We've lived under three years of Biden. And it's not good. And we have a real opportunity to win over independent voters, left of center, right of center, voters who maybe traditionally have not been with us the last few years on the border issue. And if Republicans could stop spending, we also could win them over on inflation and the economy. Uh, You mentioned uh, one of the big problems is with the border invasion is the the trafficking, uh, human trafficking, sex Mm -hmm. trafficking. Uh, talk to me because the, the whole issue of Hunter Biden, I remember you sat here in the war room a couple of times, said, hey, look, I went over to Treasury. I saw the files of the wire transfers. The, the, what you would refer to as a sex trafficking file is the thickest files. 
Where are we the on the prostitution ring situation? Because it seems like it's it seems like it's on the it seems like it's on the back burner right now. Are we still making progress on holding uh, Hunter Biden accountable for his crimes? We are. He is finally going to come in and go through a deposition with the Oversight Committee. We will ask him, have the opportunity to ask him if he shows up this time to ask him hundreds of questions, four to 500 questions I expect will be asked of Hunter Biden when we go through the deposition. I will be there along with my colleagues on the Oversight Committee. We have to continue this. I and mean, he, he had the nerve to show up to Oversight a few weeks ago with a movie crew from Netflix. Steve, if this were, if, you know, this were you or anybody else, you would have been arrested on the spot, hauled off and thrown in jail because they're, you know, his last name is Biden. If it, his last name were Trump, you know, he, he would have been thrown in jail immediately. But because he's a Biden, he gets to walk free. It's crazy to me, the double standard, the injustice. And that's what Americans are seeing every single day. I want to go back to that because it wasn't just the media. You really got into it with your Democratic colleagues. Talk to me. How? Yeah easy is this going to be when these guys every every time you mention i mean i thought you and the democrats were going to come to fisticuffs because every time you try to speak they try to cut you off oh they did i was i was so angry that morning it was so that morning it was so disrespectful the way you know they're supposed to be the party of women right and to see the way that they were interrupting a woman because i was conservative because they didn't want to hear the truth that i had to speak and I railed on Hunter Biden. I was the only Republican who had the opportunity to confront him because he fled the room shortly thereafter. He didn't want to hear what we had to say. And we had nothing but facts and truth on our side. And all Democrats want to do, as soon as Hunter Biden is the topic, they just want to scream Donald Trump. And people don't want to hear that. People understand that the Biden family is corrupt. He's Joe Biden's going to go down as one of the most corrupt presidents in U.S. history. And the Oversight Committee and under Jim Jordan on Judiciary, we are proving that out week after week. Um, do you believe this is going to rapidly move forward to some sort of impeachment uh, motion? I hope so. I believe what we're seeing now and the evidence we're seeing will lead to an impeachment. We want to make sure we do better than Nancy Pelosi, that we have due process, that we have all the evidence we need. We don't want to be accused of manufacturing something for an impeachment. Um, and I hope that we get there sooner rather than later. I believe the evidence is piling up. Congressman, can you just hang for a few minutes? We got a short commercial break. I know you got to sure. bounce, but I just have one or two more questions. Particularly, particularly mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy causing some problems down there in your district. We're going to take a short commercial break. Remember what Congressman Mace is talking about is turbulence on Capitol Hill. Well, guess what? The turbulence in the capital markets is geopolitical, from the Red Sea to Ukraine, over to the South China Sea, and particularly on the southern border. How do you hedge? How's mankind hedged for five thousand years of recorded history? with precious metals and gold. Don't take it from me. Go to the guys at Birchgold, birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Ask the question, why are the BRICS nations buying gold, the central banks at record rates, and the Federal Reserve's working on a central bank digital currency? Ask it. Short break. Mace next. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Congressman Mace is going to hold with us. Hold with us for a second. Uh, we're going to juggle some balls here. Attorney General Paxton joins us. Uh, Governor Abbott today sent one of the toughest, hardest letters I've ever seen to uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and I, I've just, and then we're going to put up on the screen. Uh, General Paxton, help me out here. It did this letter is Abbott saying, "Hey, I hear what the Supreme Court are saying, but they don't quite get it. I've got the authority to do this as the governor of the state, according to the Constitution." And I'm going to continue to do it. Uh, and I don't care what Joe Biden does. Is that the essence of this letter, sir? You know what? I, I think I read it the same way you do. It's, it's, it's definitely a very strident, stringent letter that I think says, hey, we're the state. I'm the governor. We have a right to protect our citizens. If the Supreme Court says they can cut down our wire, we're still going to do everything possible to defend our state, even if the federal government, even if the Biden administration is in basically participating with cartels and illegally breaking all of our federal laws as it relates to immigration. So what is the practical? I mean, you guys have taken the state park. You've put up wire. You said we're not going to take it down. And more importantly, we're not going to let federal officials in here. As of tonight on the afternoon, late in the afternoon of the 24th, what, what, what does this mean? It means they're not going to be able to get onto that property and cut the wire down. So, you know, good luck uh, doing that. We're not letting them on. Uh, I think the governor is going to def- just stop them from coming on there. And we also have another law going into effect very soon, which relates to deporting illegals. This will start happening in March and we'll start sending people out. So we're, we're on the, we're on the offense, despite the fact that the Biden administration continues. If you look at the numbers in December, the leaked numbers are the worst that we've ever seen. And I, even the Biden administration now is trying to hide the actual numbers as he goes into reelection He's realizing the things that he's done to hurt the country are actually starting to affect his reelection. What do you mean? What do you mean? Hide the numbers. They're, they're numbers that are, we're not seeing publicly that are worse than the public yeah, numbers I, are horrible, horrific. At, or, or as of yesterday, I didn't see the numbers uh, for December on illegal immigration, the number of uh, people that they they brought into the country. I think the numbers that I heard leaked were the largest numbers that I think I've seen since the Biden administration started working with the cartels to get people here. Yep. When you say working with the cartels, that's a pretty tough charge. I mean, you're, you are the attorney general of the state of Texas, one of the not just biggest, but most important states in the union, an economic powerhouse. You, did you just accuse the Biden administration of working with the cartels? There may not be a written document that says that, but in fact, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. They have turned our border into a place where the cartels know that they can basically drop people off and they're not trying to hide anymore. I mean, under all other administrations, they used to hide, you know, they try to sneak across the border. Now they come straight to border patrol and we're like a processing arm for the cartels. The cartels get paid per person by, and they make a lot of money on each person. And so the Biden administration is effectively 
no matter how you want to slice this, they are partnering with the cartel to get people into our country as fast as possible. And the cartels have ramped it up because they make more money the more people they bring across. And that's why the numbers keep getting larger, because they know they've got a limited amount of time before Joe Biden's out of office. And they're trying to the cartels are trying to partner as fast as they can with the federal government in getting people across the border. That's a fact. Didn't you look, you're the lawyer. I'm not. And you go up to the Supreme Court all the time. Didn't the Supreme Court just kind of rule, even on a temporary basis, that, hey, I hear you, Ken. I hear you, Governor Abbott. But we're coming down the federal government side of this. They can cut the wire and go in the park. Is that not what they ruled? No, they ruled that the, that the federal government had the right to cut our fences down and our wire. But they didn't tell us we had to go help them. We're not going to help them. We're still not going to help them. I don't care if the Supreme Court orders us to help them. We're not going to. We do not have to help them. They have to do this on their own. They've been given license to help the cartels by the Supreme Court at a five-four vote, very, you know, obviously a one-vote margin. But that does not mean that we are going to aid and abet the Biden administration in aiding and abetting the cartels. That is not happening. You alluded to this with that, but in the first paragraph of this letter, does Governor Abbott accuse Biden of basically criminal activity by not enforcing the law and allowing an invasion of Texas in the United States of America? I mean, effectively, that's what it looks like to me. I mean, I haven't asked him specifically about that paragraph, but that to me seems like he is accusing him of not doing his constitutional job of enforcing federal law. Not only that, helping the cartels commit crimes by opening the border up to criminal activity, including the killing of our children through fentanyl. I don't know how you could be worse as a president than what Biden's doing just with that issue alone. Do the folks in Texas you believe have your back on this, the citizens of the republic, you're standing up to the federal government and you're standing up to the president of the United States and you're standing up essentially to the Supreme Court of the United States? Do you feel your constituents have your back on this? I have never had anybody in my state say that they didn't. Even Democrats are not speaking against it. Many of them are converting, especially along the border towns, people that are being affected by this every day by the negative consequences of higher crime. And I think this is affecting Biden's chances across the country. I think it's not just Texas now because we can't fit everybody into the Republican states. They're bleeding over into Democratic states. And I think the nation as a whole is going to be feeling this effect for decades uh, Attorney General Paxton, where do people get to you on social media? What's your website? KenPaxton.com and then at KenPaxtonTX. Thank you very much for taking time away today. I know you're very busy. Thank you, sir. C- Congressman Mace, last night, New Hampshire told us that their number one issue is the border and immigration. You now have mm-hmm. an individual who I would say is not a fire breather in Governor Abbott of Texas throwing down as hard as I've ever seen before. What don't the House Republicans that have all the leverage of forcing Biden to the table by stopping the CRs, what don't, 108 voted with you, 107 mm-hmm. voted against it. What don't those 107 get? We're in, we're in a different era right now. This is a crisis and it's urgent. What don't they get? Well, they, they we need to call their bluff. They don't understand what's really truly happening. And I don't know it's, if it's because they want to have deals with Democrats or if they just need to grow a backbone. But this is an issue where we can unify our party and unify our nation and take our country back. And Ken Paxton is right. 
When he tells you that the cartels make more money by smuggling people across the border, they absolutely do. And Joe Biden has given them a free pass. Um, that's what's actually going on. And the letter that Abbott wrote, I mean, gosh, this is this is a newsflash to the Biden administration from rural America. They are not having this anymore. And Democrat cities, God, I hope that Abbott sends every single illegal alien, and God bless him for doing this, to every single Democrat sanctuary city in this country so they can feel the pain that every single border town along Texas southern border is feeling right now. This is insanity. There's no other country in the world that would allow this except for a progressive like Joe Biden. Would have never happened under Donald Trump and never did. Joe Manchin mentioned yesterday if, if Biden, if this thing can't get out of the Senate to the House and it can't get passed, he's recommending emergency measures. I mean, Biden's got to call an, a national emergency at the border. Congressman Mace, uh, Kevin McCarthy's taken it very personally with you about your heroic principled stand a couple of months ago. Can you give us up to date on what's happening down in your district? Yeah, the former speaker has uh, mean girl vibes right now. He has recruited a candidate to run against me. They are threatening to pour millions upon millions of dollars in a Republican primary against me. They recruited a Jeb Bush acolyte. You'll love that, Steve. Um, you know, that that era is behind us. The American people, South Carolinians, they want to see change in this country. They want to see someone who's going to fight for them. And I'm that woman. I'm going to need all the help I can get, Steve. And I'm asking your viewers to support me at nancymace.org. Follow me on social media. As soon as this campaign starts, they're going to be coming after me with everything they got. Um, you know, the swamp that was in my office that I fired, they're all leaking stories. Most of it's not true, of course, uh, just to smear me so they can take me down death by 10,000 cuts. And it's not going to happen because I fight back. But I need the help of everyone in this country to put eyes on Nancy Mace on this on this uh, on the website, nancymace.org, and help us get through what's going to be a bloodbath in South Carolina. Well, Stuart Stevens, we, that's why we put him in the cold open, That talking about uh, Nikki Haley, and we'll get to that with you later some other time, but how that party of the Bushes is gone. Stuart Stevens said that's gone. It's Trump's party. It's a DOA. populist nationalist party. Yeah. What, say you, what say you about that, ma'am? No, that's absolutely right. And here we are. We've got endless wars. And one of the reasons that Trump is more popular today than he's ever been is because Joe Biden is has created these endless wars overseas. It never would have happened under Donald Trump. That era is so far behind us. And so, you know, to have a primary against an establishment and I'm everything that Washington hates, bring it on. Congressman Mace, one more time, what's your social media handle? It's at Nancy Mace and then the website, nancymace.org. We need every dollar we can get and we're going to use it to fight back against D.C., the establishment, the powerful elite who are coming after us. A bloodbath down in South Carolina. Congressman Mace, be. thank you so much for joining us. And thank, thank you, you for your, your clarity on the border situation. Thank you, ma'am. Wow. Today, I'm telling you, on fire. The border is, it's only getting more intense, more urgent with the ticking, every, the ticking of the clock. This, because um, remember, the House is supposed to be more the fire breathers. The, the framers set it up like that every two years. You're always kind of be, had to be close to your constituents. The Senate's very different. It's like the House of Lords. They're almost coming to fisticuffs over in the House Republican uh, or the Senate Republican lunches. 
because they're sitting there going, these are Mike Lee and Rand Paul. These are serious people. They're going, hey, we have no idea what the deals you're talking about. You haven't shown us any text. We're U.S. senators. You think you're going to drop this thing on us? Lankford's the only one. That's what Lankford's the Judas goat here. He was selected to cut the deal, but he's the only one that knows what the text is. This is a McConnell Uniparty special. We'll go out right now with um, Holy War. Folks, it's only going to get crazier. You know why? It's a struggle for power, the most powerful nation on earth. That's why you need to understand precious metals in your life as a hedge against turbulence. It was up 13% last year, but we don't give personal financial advice. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now and check it out. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home. That legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged. And it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners, and that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now, Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, all day, you saw where, um, and I don't know if you actually saw the different coverage last night, but MSNBC and CNN were much more, and you got to think MSNBC for a second, were much more even-handed. And I'm not saying pro-Trump, but they were very much... This is Trump's Nikki Haley didn't have a lot of support from people actually going to vote for Republicans in November. They were doing a very uh, and Karnacki, who does the the numbers over there, was very straightforward. And a lot of people there were saying, yes, this this is the guy Biden wants to run against. And so the general election's on. Murdoch News was the exact opposite. I mean, this was a cheering section for Nikki Haley. Now, some polling I've seen has got Nikki Haley down, I don't know, 25, 30 or points or beyond. Nancy Mace just, um, when she came on, we had a chance to catch up. And she was saying that it's going to be a blowout in South Carolina. But Nikki Haley's going to go on this fundraiser tour until she's to- told by the Murdochs and the donors to back off. One of the things they're fighting for is to uh, make sure they get into the sec- to the MAGA movement into the Trump administration, either with her as sec def or maybe VP. If that doesn't happen, at least to get their people in there. You, this is all of a piece. While this is going on and people in New Hampshire, the folks up in New Hampshire, and New Hampshire's not, you've got a lot of fabulous people up there. And I think a third of the, to 40% of the, 
Republicans voting were MAGA, identified as MAGA. But you have to remember, it's really, to a large extent, the southern part of it is kind of a greater expanded suburb of Boston. It's like the New York City area going into Connecticut or New Jersey. The southern part of that where most of the votes are is really just a bedroom community for Boston. And still a third to 40% MAGA. And, and there, immigration is number one. People look everywhere in their lived experience and see how that's impacted and affected their communities. This is why African-American men and Hispanic citizens, males, are starting to come to Trump more than ever. They get what's happening here. This, this on, on, um, on this issue of the border, and this is why I keep telling you, you know, whether it's My Patriot Supply, uh, whether it's Jace Medical, whether it's Birch Gold, whether it's the Strategic Intelligence Newsletter, our sponsors are people that are understand turbulence and understand what we're going through, the nation's going through, and provide either products or services that people should get available to because we're going through a time of turbulence. This is what a fourth turning is. It can be quite confusing or disheartening or you can get discombobulated, but not if you think through and say, hey, I'm going to be a still point in a turning world, which is what MAGA is and what Trump is. And they say Trump's the agent of chaos. Hey, give me 2017, 2018, 2019. Give me those three years of chaos and anarchy. We'll take them right now. Peace and prosperity. Until the Chinese Communist Party try to take him out, hit it with a bioweapon, which we said from day one, a bioweapon, not coming from some bat cave. And I've always thought it was an inadvertent leak that they exacerbated, but I could be easily convinced that it was purposely let go because it clearly got created. But Trump's the still point in the turning world. He's peace and prosperity. And this thing is getting more intense. You've had a, a governor of one of the most powerful states in the union send a letter to Biden accusing it essentially lays out the case for why he should be impeached on this. Forget the Chinese Communist Party. Forget the money. Just impeached on this. You had the attorney general of one of the most powerful states in the union just accused Biden of being a partner with the cartels. This intensity is getting up. Nancy May, she just laid it up for you. It's the number one issue. It's, it's, they're brawling there in, in the House, and she's putting guys on notice and saying, hey, you 107 didn't do it. You're going to get another chance in March, and we're going to get your minds right. And over in the Senate, they're essentially having almost fistfights over there because they're being cut out of a deal that they know can end, uh, end their career, and they're saying, yo, why are we bringing something to a vote that the House, the Johnson's saying, now you're going to bring up? What are we doing here? And they're guys sitting there going, you're going to give me a career-ending vote on what's just going to be a messaging bill? I don't think I'm going to do that. Because somebody's going to primary me. One of these MAGA guys is going, to hold, is going to hold that up forever. My point, the intensity on this is only increasing. Because the globalists are bound and determined, particularly they know the return of Trump and they know the return of MAGA, they're going to try to get it all done and jam it in now or, and then, or make it so that Trump can't unwind it. This is why I keep saying we're adding a trillion dollars about every hundred days. We're adding thousands and thousands, tens of ten, ten thousands of combat division every every day. 
So that Trump, the deportation itself is mind boggling. The, get, the getting control of the of the of the debt is mind boggling. And oh, in the first month of Trump's second term, all the tax cuts, all of them. Uh, I think some of them are permanent, actually. Some are permanent, but most of them start to revert back. Start to revert back. You got to deal with that. The first hundred days of Trump's te- second term. Phew, be like FDR. This thing will be such a disaster. We're adding $1 trillion, a face amount of debt, every basically 100 days. That's that's the schedule on right now. Don't let him lie to you. I told you this. Boom. We hit the 34. We're going to hit the 35. You're going to hit the 36. And they're over fiddling why Rome burns. I had a very sophisticated guy came by here today. One of the most sophisticated guys on Wall Street came by the war room. He'd just been up on Capitol Hill briefing people. He said, look, these people are good people, but they don't understand what's going on. They're asking him, hey, when's it going to be a crisis? And he goes, hey, yo, it's a crisis right now. Because the refinancing of this mess is what's causing interest rates to be where they are. And, and Janet Yellen is doing a high-risk strategy. They're not, they're not financing anything long, no 10 years and no 30s. They're doing everything short-term, the bills and notes short-term. And paying for that at higher interest rates. That all gets down into the lived experience of the American people, as you see in your credit cards, the home loans, the auto loans, all that. And it ain't going to get better because the spending's not being cut. And they're up there in the supplemental talking about another $100 billion, another $100 billion for, for, to be flushed into Ukraine. $60 billion, I think, $70, $80 billion over there with no end in sight, no War Powers Act, no strategy. Leahy, you're one of the smartest guys I know, not just because you went to Harvard College and Stanford Business School, but that's not a bad, that's not too bad union cards. Tell me your thoughts on this, Abbott, because, uh, hey, you just don't get governors send a thing back to the President of the United States, say, hey, look, I heard you, and I, I've seen your actions, and oh, yeah, I heard I, the Supreme Court sent me something, but guess what? I'm the governor of Texas. This is what the Constitution says. This is an invasion, so we're going to stand our ground. Patrick, Michael Patrick Leahy. Uh, Steve, Governor Abbott's letter to Joe Biden about this invasion on the border uh, sounds to me very much like something that your favorite president, one of your favorite presidents, once said. When the Supreme Court made a decision uh, that uh, Andrew Jackson didn't like, he said, the Supreme Court has made its decision, now let them enforce it. Uh, Now, Abbott didn't quite go that far. 100%. No, he did. No, he actually, that's essentially what he said in that letter was Jackson's, hey, I'm glad you ruled. Now go enforce it. Well, I think, you know, there are a lot of clever attorneys working with Attorney General Paxson in Texas and also with Governor Abbott. Um, I think there are a number of things that they could do uh, that uh, would impede that particular ruling, the very bad 5-4 ruling that said, you know, the feds can come in and cut down those wires on the border. I mean, they, they said, sure, you come in and cut them. They can constrain the amount of time that they get to cut them, and then they can put them right back up, and they can add more. I, they're, they're, they're working on a philosophy like that right now, I think. And I think, look, what a pleasure it is, Steve, by the way, to listen to you explain on War Room every day what's really happening in the country. I heard your your epic rant this morning. You nailed it. 
that it's basically the globalists and Fox News uh, that uh, right now uh, and the billionaires that are trying to jam down Nikki Haley into the, uh, the, the, the next Trump administration. We have huge problems ahead of us. Three big periods of time. Number one, Trump has to get elected in early November. Number two, we got to go through the next couple of months there and get him inaugurated uh, on January 20th, 2025. And then number three, that first hundred days or the first year where they're going to keep pulling out. We have three wow. major battles ahead of us in this war, and we are right in the middle of it. And you, by the way, are spot on. Uh, I want to talk about when you talk about, um, uh, you know, the Senate and, and what's happening in the Senate and keeping people thwarted and not wanting them to win. You've actually gotten some news and broken a pretty big story over on the situation in Arizona with Jeff DeWitt and Kerry Lake. Uh, tell me what, because Jeff DeWitt's just a messenger. He admits that. Jeff DeWitt didn't have the money. Jeff DeWitt didn't come up with the idea. Jeff DeWitt is just a messenger. So there's got to be somebody that sends the messenger. The person sends the well, messenger you know, Jeff has DeWitt, the money. The, Jeff, go ahead. Jeff DeWitt has resigned. And I think Kerry Lake is going to have 8 p.m. Eastern, a rumble press conference uh, to talk about the latest developments. But sources have told us that the message came from the National Republican uh, Senatorial Committee, which is, uh, as you know, controlled by uh, Mitch McConnell and Senator Steve Daines of Montana uh, is the senator in charge of that. We yesterday, when we got this information, which we believe to be credible from a credible source. But we, you know, we sent uh, requests, our great reporter in Arizona, the Arizona Sun-Times, Rachel Alexander, sent a request to both Steve Daines and the political director at the NRSC to, if they would confirm or de deny that the message originated from them in March of, of 2023. In other words, hey, Kerry, don't run for the Senate. We'll, we'll give you some money or a big job. Neither of those people responded to us. But uh, Danes, just a couple hours ago, talked to an NBC reporter and issued, it's right at uh, ArizonaSunTimes.com, and issued uh, a basically what you would call a non-denial denial. He didn't address the issue of whether they originated the message. What he said was, I just heard that report, and uh, gee, I didn't know anything about that report. We were talking about the report of the, of the leaked audio in which the message was delivered. Um, so we're going, and he's not responded to us. Steve, you and I have been doing this long enough to know that if there's a major figure that you ask a question and they don't respond to you in 24 hours, there's a reason. And my suspicion is okay. that our source is probably correct. <laughs> Hang on for one second. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, Michael Patrick Leahy just dropped a bomb, <laughs> okay, because he said, hey, uh, reliable sources are telling us it came from the NRSC, which would make perfect sense if you listen to DeWitt. They're trying to get her out, trying to get her out of the Senate race because they were freaked out at the time, given her, her gubernatorial run, uh, that she was not their kind of person. And uh, she was not a globalist. She was not part of the Bush faction. She didn't, you know, she went to war with the McCain's. The NRSC would be the natural home, and Mitch McConnell, as we know, started for at least the first year or the first year and a half, two years, hating even the mention of Carrie Lake's name. Leahy, hang around for a second. I want to keep you over. Um, 
Jace Matter, by the way, the, the war with the Chinese Communist Party is going to heat up. You know why? They're going through a financial collapse in China right now. Nothing they can do to stop it, at least so far. JaceMedical.com. Go immerse yourself in information about Jace. Do it today. Back in a moment. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The reason I bring up Jace Medical is, uh, and I'll hopefully get into more of this tomorrow morning, the Chinese economy is imploding right now. All that Ponzi scheme and the real estate all over, the Chinese stock market's collapsing, the bond market, the CCP is figuring out everything they do to kind of infuse liquidity into the system to keep it afloat. Heard that before, seen that action before, maybe by the Federal Reserve. That's why it's now uh, very concerning about Taiwan just voted for independence. And of course, the CCP saying that's not going to happen. It may be a time for wag the dog. That's going to be very careful. Eric Prince told us this. Frank Gaffney told us this. They think the next couple hundred days through the spring is a very dangerous time there. They will use, in unrestricted warfare, the CCP will use anything. That's why the supply chains, they control 100% of the active pharmaceutical ingredients that are in all your medicines. So go check. And Jace Medical basically took Rosemary Gibson's book and re-engineered it to a company. Go to jacemedical.com today. Immerse yourself in the information. See if it see if it works for you. I think you'll find it fascinating. Michael Patrick Leahy, I just want to go back through this because this is a bombshell. The NRSC is Mitch McConnell's away. He keeps MAGA candidates out, and they hated Kerry Lake for the longest time. It would be logical that they would be to get in touch with DeWitt and say, hey, pa pass the word on and see if we get a bite. Uh, what Danes put out is a non-denial denial. Classic, and he went to NBC. 
He didn't go to Gateway Pundit. He didn't go to the Tennessee Star. He didn't go to the Star News Network. He didn't go to any of the conservatives. He didn't go to Revolver or Breitbart. He went to NBC, somebody that would treat him gently, given this information. Your thoughts about this and how, how big a story is this right now on, on, the, on everything we got going on, which is just insane. I've never seen a news cycle like this. How big a story is this? Well, I agree with what you said earlier this morning. It's the second biggest story in the world right now. I mean, it was the, the story broke at the Daily Mail last night, like yesterday afternoon, and it's all over the place right now. And it, uh, Jeff DeWitt has resigned. Um, that happened this morning. Carrie Lake's going to do a conference, uh, a press conference on Rumble in just a few hours, and uh, it will continue to go forward. But I think the key, the key point here is this. Who are the people back east that wanted this message delivered to Carrie Lake in March of 2023? This was before she had announced, long before she had announced to run for the Senate. Um, and it seems pretty clear to me by the conduct of uh, Steve Daines, the senator from Montana who heads up the NRSC, and, and all of his staff, we asked him to confirm or deny, and his staff, whether or not they originated that message delivered by Jeff DeWitt to Kerry Lake in March of 2023. Hey, get out and we'll pay you a lot of money, in essence, right? Um, they have not responded to us in over 24 hours since we first asked that question. Now think about that. We are a, a legitimate, respected conservative media outlet. And uh, they want not talking to us, but they chose to talk to an NBC reporter who actually framed the story in a certain way uh, to, to take the non-denial denial that uh, Dane said, well, this is the first I've heard of that report of the audio and frame it as a denial, which it is not. So we're going to keep talking to uh, asking Steve Danes to comment and the staff at the NRSC. But uh, my money would be on the NRSC as the folks back east that asked Jeff DeWitt to deliver that message to Kerry. Uh -huh. Remember, our candidates have what I call the right stuff. They have the charisma. Trump, Kerry Lake, you can see. This is something you can't train. You know, Ron the Robot didn't have it. The old Bush guys don't have it. That's why they hate Trump, and that's one of the reasons I hate Kerry Lake. we got to bounce, Mike. Your stuff's amazing. Where do people go to get your radio show? Uh, where do they go to get your writings? All the Star News Network, some of the best stuff out there. On 7.60 a.m. here in Nashville, 11 a.m. to 1 uh, p.m., I have a great lead-up, Stephen K. Bannon's War Room. And then uh, the, the Star News Network, our flagship is the Tennessee Star. And then the Arizona Sun-Times, Rachel Alexander, our great reporter there, broke a lot of this. Uh, and you can reach me on all social media at Michael P. Leahy. Michael P. Leahy, another Irishman like Stephen K. Bannon. Another dumb Mick. In your case, you're not. You're pretty <laughs> smart. Michael Patrick Leahy, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Great. And Rachel Alexander right. is the best. I love her. Thank you. Steve, great. Great talking with you. Keep up um, the great work. America is listening to you, Steve. Always. Thank you. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Do a lot through your help, um, Lindell. Do you got is 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 it on the books yet? Your meeting with uh, Suzanne Scott over at uh, over at Murdoch News. Do you have that scheduled yet, or is War Room Posse <laughs> going to have more access to to more access? See, I got no downside here. I, I win either way. Uh, it, do we have more access to the special deals, brother? 
Absolutely. And Steve, you know, when I speak in Monday in Las Vegas, I don't think Jeff DeWitt or Suzanne Scott will be in that front row. Um, they, um, they, uh, <laughs> we're speaking to the 168 there. And uh, so that'll be interesting. But no, Suzanne has not reached out. And we, uh, we were taking everything we were going to do for the for the Fox News for those commercials and give them to the War Room Posse. And one of the ones we are we are getting low on, but for, we still have them. We're going to run them out on sale for the War Room Posse, the flannel sheets, as, as low as twenty nine ninety eight, and the free shipping on your entire I, entire order. I just checked; all the colors are in, but they're getting very low. The War Room Posse has grabbed them up. That's their flannel sheets, and you guys have been awesome. Promo code WARROOM, free shipping on your entire order, everybody. And here on the website, there's the blankets. That was the blanket commercial we were doing on Fox. Every kind of blanket you could think of, they all came in a couple weeks ago. Now they're all for the War Room Posse on sale as low as $29.99, the best blankets you'll ever use. And there's the the other commercial we were going to have, the MyPillow 2.0. This is a special to the War Room Posse, another $10 off. They're $39.99 on sale, $29.98 for the War Room Posse for the queen, $34.98 for the king size. These are the best pillows in history. See, that's why we've sold now eight, over 83 million My Pillows. This is a MyPillow 2.0. You guys, we want to push that, get 100 million in by the end of the year. By the run-up to 2024, Steve, supporting my pillow. My employees can't thank you enough here. 800-873-1062 is the number, MyPillow.com. Uh, promo code WARROOM. You get all the special deals, the free shipping. Mike Lindell, honored to have you on here. Look forward to being with you in Vegas. Uh, Lindell's going to be riding shotgun with us. We're going to do the show live there four hours Monday, four hours Tuesday. Thank you, brother. Short commercial break. We're going to return. Uh, we're going to go to the Lindell TV Network. Of course, I'm Getter and Rumble. We're going to stay. Grace and Mo are going to uh, stream the Kerry Lake Rumble interview at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. I hopefully will be in the chat. Got a couple of meetings, but I think we'll get them done before then. Short break. Back in a moment. Second hour of the War Room. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.